Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bash Mania. I am your host, Justin Bash, and I am stupid excited for this episode. One of the things I wanted to do with this podcast was use it as a platform to get stories out there that haven't been shared too much. Aside from one short interview in 2017, Sean McDermott hasn't talked about his wrestling career too much, but he did start wrestling when he was just four years old, and he is an undefeated two-time national prep champion. Though what he learned in wrestling didn't lead him to an NCAA or a World or Olympic championship, it did lead him to where he is right now, which is the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Wrestling means a ton to Coach McDermott, and I am pumped to help him share that message. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashamania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. business just picked up here on the podcast oh yeah coach sean mcdermott how are you i'm doing great i'm doing great how are you this morning i'm doing great kind of feels like a vacation from quarantine with uh, you're in buffalo i'm in rochester so you're probably getting the same weather here 70 degrees and sunny you can't beat that yeah, living on a uh, tropical island here in new york <laughs> and it's definitely got to be nice it's a bit of a break i mean n- Talk about being impacted by this quarantine. You had a virtual draft this year. Did you ever imagine you'd be part of a virtual draft when you signed on as a head coach? Yeah, no way. I mean, I, it, it never even came close to crossing my mind. Um, you know, interesting. But, you know, I think we've all learned uh, yeah. some new new, uh, new things going through this. Yeah, and it's funny. I was watching the Buffalo Bills embedded on YouTube last night and getting kind of a behind-the-scenes glimpse of it. And it's funny. I was cracking up when – Brandon Bean was being interviewed and you jokingly interrupted to ask the question, can you talk about the athleticism of your head coach? And ironically, that's what I want to do. So you kind of spoke that into existence there. (laughs) So so being a wrestling podcast, I want to dive into wrestling a bit. You started wrestling at just four years old. What got you started in the sport? Yeah, my mom, um, my mom kind of sent my brother and I off, uh, you know, she was working, my dad was working at the time and we were just driving her crazy. I think driving both of them crazy, <laughs> wrestling around our living room, you know, all on the beds upstairs and falling off things, breaking things. And, and so I think, um, I think my brother actually brought a little flyer home from school. Uh, he was a year or two ahead of me and, and, uh, she said, yeah, go ahead and do this. And I don't think she knew what she was getting into. <laughs> and how early did you start playing football? Yeah, I was, uh, I think I was nine or 10 years old when I started in football. Wow. So were you leaning towards one sport or another, like heading into high school? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I had a longer history of wrestling and wrestling over the summers, you know, football, you don't really play year round, but wrestling, yeah. as we all know, um, tends to be sometimes a year round sport. 
and you got really good. But initially you had said that you burned out and you were kind of thankful that you hit the reset button and got back on your game after wrestling when you were starting at four years old and then kind of burning out early in high school. How did you hit that reset button? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, starting so early and then wrestling for, for so long, um, it, it, I, I did get burned out in, in about sixth grade, I think it was, and just needed a break. And so um, I, the reset button was, was uh, just through rest. I, I took some time away from the sport, um, found out how much I missed it, how much I missed all the things that come with wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, and then I discovered fox catchers uh, at the time also down in uh, Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Yep. And now after you had this rest, which is, it speaks volume to the importance of rest. Afterwards, you hit this reset button, you transferred to LaSalle College High School, and then I believe you went 64-0 and across two seasons. Is that correct? Becoming a two-time national prep champ? Yeah. Yeah. I had, you know, I had uh, really, really uh, great coaches. Um, I had two really good years, you know, and that, that I think that was a result of just me getting stronger, uh, more experience at Foxcatchers and, and uh, being around a great program at LaSalle. Um, and then, you know, just, uh, just found kind of my niche with a couple moves that as I, as I talk to people about wrestling and, and like football, as much as things have changed, they, they remain the same, right? Yep. If you get one or two moves that people have a hard time stopping, you can be lethal. And you were only taken down once over those two years, right? Yeah, <laughs> I you say that, like... that bothers me. It bothers me to this day. <laughs> what the was the takedown? Do you remember? Huh? What was the takedown? Do you remember? Uh, you know what? I think I got, I relaxed. That's what I, I relaxed. I got sloppy. It was in the semis of the, of my senior year of the national preps. And uh, I think I just got sloppy and let my, let my defense down. And when you have such a good wrestling career, I mean, two undefeated seasons in a row what ultimately made you go down the path of football because weren't you exploring wrestling in college i was yeah you know I, I think just more than anything um you know i grew up obviously playing uh, both sports uh my dad was a football coach uh high school and college football coach and i just um i just felt like that was my calling at the time um you know, but I was probably honestly a better wrestler, more decorated wrestler than I was a direct decorated football player. Uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of the path that good Lord. Uh, he uh, he called me to really. For sure. And what do you think wrestling has taught you? No, oh, man. <laughs> where, where do you want to start? I think, <laughs> the biggest, you know, I, I just think wrestling is so it's you learn so many lessons about life through the, through wrestling uh, on the mat, off the mat. I, I really, I think the biggest thing, work ethic, um, I loved, I loved being able to control. Um, I think wrestling is a sport where you can really control a lot of the controllables. You know, you can control a lot of the outcome um, because it's you versus the opponent. And very few times, very few times does the official get involved. Yeah. And, um, and so really there's no one to blame other than yourself when you don't wrestle well. And, and so I love the training, knowing that I, when I was training that my opponent wasn't training. Um, I love the mental toughness part of it. I think that I learned that early on, um, yeah. just being around that part. And so those are, those are, you know, things that I've carried with me the rest of my life to this point and, and in my coaching career now. And for the wrestling people 
who are listening who might not know, Brandon Bean is the Bills GM, and he has described you as the most disciplined person he knows. Would you credit a lot of that to wrestling? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's what I love about it. I, I had a chance to go to West Point coming out of college uh, to play football there at, at Army, and and uh, that's really the way – that's kind of my personality that way, but um, yeah. I kind of decided against it uh, and chose William and Mary. Um, which was a great decision, but I, I still have some regrets from time to time about that decision, but that, you know, it goes back to the discipline. You've yeah. got to be disciplined. If you're a wrestler and you're not disciplined, uh, or better said, if you're trying to be elite in anything and you're not disciplined, you're going to have a hard time. And this year, four out of the six, I believe it was four out of the six linemen drafted first in the draft wrestled in high school. I mean, as a head coach, how important do you think wrestling is to help a football career? Well, it's huge. Um, a lot of people, or I should say, I even took it for granted that players understand football players, that they understand leverage, that they understand changing levels um, and that low man wins and hand fighting wins. And, and uh, I guess I just assumed that everyone knows those skills, but when you grow up around it, uh, everyone does know those skills. Yeah. And even when you're not good, like I wrestled in middle school and high school and I was never any good, never any good. But but the lessons you learned, the dedication, the commitment. I remember vividly a middle school practice where my JV coach was like, you're doing more on this Saturday by 930 than most people do all day. Like it teaches you so much, whether you're good or not, or whether you go on to be an Olympic champ or successful in business or in another sport. You know, it's wild. And you can never really walk away from this sport. It's one of those things that when it, when it bites, when it pulls you in, you, you get that bite and, and you're in. And now I've heard you've taught Brandon Bean's son how to wrestle. Is that true? Well, I started when we were down in Carolina together uh, in Charlotte, when we both worked for the Panthers, I, uh, his son was getting into wrestling a little bit. He, he uh, I don't believe, I think he now plays hoops, but yeah. So we, I've got a mat um, that we, that I laid out and, and uh, brought his son over and we were, took a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday morning and spent a couple hours of just trying to lay a little bit of the fundamentals down for him. Yeah. And did you bring that wrestling mat to Buffalo? Is it still set up at your house? Oh yeah. It's still here. It's still here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you we, get on uh, it? You have a son who wrestles, right? Well, he did. And now he's a hooper also. Um, okay. you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I found, I think the thing that really got me into wrestling was my brother. Uh, it's a, uh, when you're young to have friends that do it, to have, a brother from, in my case, that did it certainly helped get me in and just gave me a partner, a training partner to start off with. Yeah. And, and it's also something that, you know, it sounds like you have that admiration and respect for wrestlers. And, you know, a friend of mine who we were talking before this, Jordan Burroughs, I love Jordan, great guy, even better family, wife, kids. You had him come speak at training camp a few years ago, which, by the way, I'm thankful for because when he's in town, we usually get together. So Lauren and him texted me and said, hey, we're going to be going to the Bills training camp. Let's grab lunch after. So it was a great excuse for us to get lunch. So thank you for that. But what led you to wanting him to, to come speak at the training camp? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he's uh, connected through uh, another member of his family uh, with the Bills, first and foremost. But just, you know, listen, this is a guy that has achieved – such greatness in, in his sport. And I know that I know what comes with it, right? I know wrestling enough, not at that level, but I know enough of what wrestling brings and what it takes to win and wrestling and win at that level that those are, I felt like those were life skills and, and traits that our players uh, can learn from because listen, what, again, going back to what I said before, what makes people successful in sports, regardless of sport 
uh, is uh, there's a lot of carryover between between those sports. So um, those those traits uh, carry over from one sport to the next and in life, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And I know there's, I've only seen one interview where you talk about wrestling, and that was one from 2017, which led me to wanting to do this. And one of the things you said in that video was that you had access to Cal Sanderson through the ownership group, and you were thinking about reaching out. Now, I've heard that you since did reach out, and I believe you hung out with him last year, right? Well, I don't know if you call, if you call it hanging out, but yeah, we, Kale was kind enough to invite me to um, just, you know, spend some time with, with him and his staff. I think it was just prior last season to, to their, uh, prior to the NCAAs, in fact. So it was, you know, most of the hay was in the barn, if, if you can call it that at that point. Um, so it was just really cool to spend some time um, you know, just, uh, it was me more so being a sponge yeah. than really sharing of ideas. Um, because I don't want to, it wasn't me really sharing ideas. It was more of me asking questions. I mean, he's been so successful at, at multiple spots and, and as a, as a wrestler and now as a coach and building a program, not only building a program, but being able to sustain success. Yeah. Uh, and I know there's a lot of other really, really great coaches out there. Um, and I just wanted to see how he was, how he did it really. What do you think your biggest takeaway from that time with him was? And there's a yeah, lot to take away. I mean, I've, oh, every man. time I get to spend time around him, I was just down there a month ago and in between practice, I sat there in his office for a couple hours. And like you said, you know, he asks me a lot of questions about marketing and branding and that's how he's been a client for 10 plus years, but I feel like it's so much more me just trying to absorb as much as I can. I'm curious of one, what do you think one of like the biggest takeaways was? Yeah, I think, I think surprisingly enough, it was, it was rather simple. Um, and it was really that, um, he, you know, that the importance or the value in taking time for yourself, um, to make sure that you're right. Um, you know, as a leader Yeah, and that's, that's true with our families it's also true with our teams in this case. And so um, sometimes that's hard to do as leaders because you feel you don't, at least I do, I feel guilty sometimes. Yeah. You know, take time away. But if you're not right, then, you know, we drive the, we drive the temperature of the room. And so uh, it's important that we're right. Yeah, it's super important. I mean, I've, I've talked about that and I've had wrestlers come on here and coaches come on here who've said the same thing that, man, you gotta, you gotta give place to the rest. So much happens during that time of rest where if you're going 18 hours a day or 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, whatever it is, and you're not giving place to rest and giving place to God to work when you rest, you, you can burn out so fast. And I'm curious, you know, throughout your, your wrestling career, you, you've said that you kind of hit the reset button and you prevented more of that burnout from happening and you turned that around. And now as an NFL coach, you know, you've been with the Eagles, the Panthers, and now with the, with the bills, how have you continued to, to build your career and not get burnt out? And another thing, right? Like you got kind of burnt out in wrestling. What did you take away from that rest and all that you learned for football now? Yeah. Uh, great question. You know, I think that that's a, there's certainly a pull both directions and the dichotomy of work ethic and if you're a wrestler or you have wrestling in your background, you, you probably worked or developed a pretty substantial work ethic. And so, but there's got to be a balance there between that and, and getting the rest. Um, and, and so to your point, that's where I got burned out in wrestling uh, when I was younger. And then in my coaching career, um, you know, when we, when I was with uh, in Philadelphia with the Eagles, I, 
we would sleep in the office two nights a week and, um, you know, get up early. So it wasn't sleeping. When I say sleep in the office, it wasn't getting eight hours of sleep and what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, um, it was some tough stuff, man. I mean, quick turnarounds from the night to the morning. And, um, and so I got a little bit burnt out there. Um, but I've since learned how important rest is and recovery and nutrition and all those types of things. Um, again, just getting your, your mental, your mind in the right space, I think is huge. And so getting your workouts, getting your rest, eating, eating right, um, spending time, uh, in, in the Bible, spending time in prayer is, is, uh, is huge for me. Yeah, no, it is for me too. And, you know, it's funny because I was just going to ask you too, when you've, you've made so many different decisions in your life, whether it's to transfer to LaSalle, whether it's to, to go to play football in college and, and to be a coach and to have different seasons. And I was going to ask you, what helps you make those decisions? Is it prayer? Is it conviction? Is it what helps you go from one thing to the next? And, you know, you're, you have a, potential long career still left and as a bills fan i'm hoping it it stays here in buffalo but what is that process like to to kind of like you said i think when you running my company for 12 years now there's a lot of pull from clients that will almost make you want to feel guilty if you're not there at their beck and call there there's some guilt and you you have to really learn how to separate the two and i'm curious if that's how you've you know gotten it seems like this is completely from an outsider's perspective. It seems like you, you, you're happier at each job you take. It seems like you're now happier than you were at Carolina or Philly. And obviously you're the head coach now. So, you know, it's easy to say that, but have all those life lessons led to that? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is a grind and, and it's a, as they say, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes over my career, both personally and professionally, just from a standpoint of, um, you know, just the journey that you go through. And I think there's no there's no substitute for experience. And, you know, um, we, we embrace in Buffalo with the Bills, we embrace that mindset, that growth mindset of of Kaizen and uh, continual self-improvement. And, and so that's been the, that's been um, the journey for me is is. Uh, again, growing personally, growing professionally. I, I started with a, my parents uh, and my brother. I, I was raised with great support, and, uh, and that continues uh, to this day. And that's, that's been a big help, as well as my relationship with God and my faith. And then yep. my immediate family now, I spend a lot of time with them. And I really, I'm trying to develop some, some hobbies <laughs> uh, because it's been, it's been work and it's been raising my family. And and leading my family, hopefully. And, and so I've tried to uh, kind of rediscover some hobbies during, during these last uh, few months here. Yeah, I started playing the piano three years ago or four years ago, maybe now. And it was the same thing. It was, it was kind of a dis- disconnect. Has your faith always been an important part of your career? Yeah, 100%, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, God has a plan. And, and um, you know, there's days where things seem easy, easier than, than others. And then there's those, those tough days. And so, you know, I just have learned over the course of, of, of my career and, and really my life to this point that the one steadying um, aspect of my life is, is, is God. And, and uh, whether we win or lose or whether I've you know, done things right or I've made mistakes, uh, he's the one person that's always been there for me, including my family as well. Um, but uh, he's just provided so much that I'm extremely grateful for what I have. 
Amen. So last wrestling question here, and then we'll kind of close with, with a, one Bill's question. Are you still following wrestling? Like, are you watching NCAAs? How into it do you still get? Oh, yeah, man. Come on now. I love it. <laughs> I love, I love, my wife knows when I, when the NCAAs are on, um, you know, she'll usually in our old house, she brought, she would just stay upstairs and, and um, <laughs> do what she was doing when, you know, fold laundry or whatever. And she'd come downstairs and, and, uh, I'm, I'm an intense guy, right? I got, <laughs> got, that, got that from wrestling, but you know, I'm, I'm listening to the interviews after the finals matches and, and, uh, watching the emotions on the TV screen, man, you can't, there's no other sport that is even close to that. And because, you know, you, you know, the hard work, the amount of work that, that these, uh, that these people have put in to get to where they got to, to climb that mountain yeah. And uh, to see these wrestlers come off the mat and, and jump into the arms of their coaches and their families, man, I, I get, I get emotional. And so my wife came down one time and she said, Hey, you're all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm fine. I was tearing up, you know, that's real. I mean, that's, that's the real part of wrestling that I think is such a, such a part of life. So anytime I meet a wrestler um, or someone that's wrestled, man, I, I just, it's just a common bond. Yeah. Do you have any favorites that you like watching right now? In terms of the guys wrestling? Yeah. I mean, there's so many good young wrestlers out there. You know, I was excited to watch the NCAAs this year. Um, and uh, I don't know everyone's names. I, I, you know, because of my job, I haven't been able to yeah. follow everything. But I think uh, the wrestler at Wisconsin, is it, is that Seth? Is that Seth Gross, yep. He was just on here on Friday on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So watching his journey, I, you know, knowing that he transferred. And uh, I think he's with Coach Bono now at Wisconsin. Yep. And uh, obviously watching the Penn State wrestlers, um, and uh, and so I've just just so many great matches over the years, and and those upsets. I think one of the cool things about I know as a wrestler, uh, you, I hated upsets because you know <laughs> you never wanted to be a part of them really, unless you were right. the underdog. And and uh, but when you're at those tournaments, one of the memories I have is when you're at the tournaments and it's a big arena, and you hear the crowd start to go crazy. You're the quarterfinals, maybe the semis. <laughs> you know, you know something big is happening, and usually it's not uh, the guy that was expected to win winning. It's usually some form of uh, someone hit a big time move or or uh, an upset's about to happen. So that's that part I I love. It oh, it's the best. As a Penn State fan, I think it was maybe three years ago now when Kyle Connell upset Colin Moore at Ohio State. The Penn State fans went nuts, and he was a Kent State wrestler who wasn't expected to do anything close to that. And yeah, there's nothing like that tournament, but I know our time here is winding down. So last thing before I let you go, the 2020 NFL season, hopefully coming up here soon, buddy of mine, actually, we're just talking today. We're so excited. We think we're going to buy some um, club season tickets. Cause we're like, man, last year was so exciting. It wasn't the end. Anybody wanted, it wasn't the end. You wanted the players bills, mafia. None of us wanted that. Um, what are your thoughts heading into this 2020 season? How excited are you? Yeah, we're extremely excited. Like we are every year. Um, but we feel like, you know, we've taken another step this off season. I can tell you from the minute last season ended, we've been all eyes and all of our focus on this season, uh, trying to make sure that we are taking another step, like I mentioned. And we have a lot of runway in front of us. So there's a lot of work between now and the time we kick it off. Um, so Hey, everyone starts, you know, O and O, and that's yep. the that's the real part of this. Even though uh, we feel like we've improved our football team, our players have been extremely, extremely engaged in these 
virtual off-season uh, meetings yeah. and, and workouts that we're having, which is a credit to them. Um, but having said all of that, we've got a lot of work to do, and so no one's going to just roll over for us. We've got we've to put the time and the work in. Yeah, it's going to be a good season for sure. So I'm excited. And listen, thank you so much for taking some time today and joining the podcast. I know I enjoy this, and I'm sure many, many, many listeners are enjoying this. So thank you again for taking some time for us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Justin. Best of luck. Can't wait to uh, continue to follow you and your career. Thanks, man. I'm sure we'll run into each other at training camp or one of the games. I'm probably not a good guy to speak to the team, but if Jordan or somebody's speaking, I'll probably be like next to him. <laughs> You're more than welcome anytime. anytime. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you I again, man. So. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.